Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here with the Level Up Podcast. And of course, I got another uh, guest that I'm excited to bring to you uh, today. Our guest today is um, a little bit different in the sense of we're going to talk tech today uh, more than talk, uh, you know, real estate agent strategy. Of course, when we talk tech around the real estate uh, business, we'll I'm sure there'll be some tactics and, st- and some strategies that'll kind of, you know, just come 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 to the conversation. But I, I really want to, uh, to bring this guest to you uh, to share with you something that I'm excited about, something that I've actually went 100% into. And um, I took a little bit of a risk on it. And um, and I decided uh, to, to go 100% into it. And all of a sudden, it's having some really good payoffs for me. So uh, with that being said, uh, I want to introduce to you Ryan Young with Fellow. Ryan is a co-founder of a new technology called Fellow. I'm going to suggest multiple times probably that you check it out. Um, I will say that I'm not an owner. I'm not a principal in any way. So if you check it out, it's kind of, you know, it's it's just based on uh, my recommendation uh, and, and, and my personal usage. But Ryan, thank you for uh, joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, obviously, uh, we've had amazing conversations. Yeah. And now I'm excited to be able to actually talk to an audience, have a conversation where, you know, there's more than just you and I essentially listening. Yeah, we've definitely had a lot of, uh, you know, one-on-one conversations and a lot of brainstorming. And, you know, I'm picking your brain on what were you thinking? And then I'm like, okay, now that I know what you're thinking, well, this is what I'm thinking. And it, we just right. kind of build off each other. And um, I have a feeling the same thing's going to happen today. I think that just seems to be the pattern that you and I have. But I, um, man, I... I am very impressed. I and I and and listen, I my audience for you, you know that I don't say things that I don't mean, you know, and no, I don't come not. on here and I actually I don't remember, Ryan, the last time I brought anybody on from a tech company. Because, you know, uh I, I mean I, I use a lot of tech, um, but I um, you know, th- there's there's not a lot of them that are to me have um have done anything t- so far outside of the box of what like their neighbor did. It's like they created just a little bit uh, better of a widget and whatnot. But I, I'm very impressed with what you guys have done here. And um, I guess I'm going to ask you two questions, but I you you answer you know in 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 the order. The first question is is kind of can you describe what fellow is? But I also want to then go into what I think is more important is can you share with us what problem did you identify in the industry that inspired you to kind of build out this fellow uh, uh, tech? So so a lot of audience probably doesn't know what fellow is. And I want to know what problem you saw out there that you're trying to solve. Yeah. And I think just before I even talk about fellow, um, I just, you know, I want to let the audience know my background. So, you know, we launched fellow 12 months ago, right? But before that, I owned and operated a real estate team in Northeast Ohio outside of Cleveland um, called the Young Team. We, in 2023, were named the number 15 large team by Real Trends, uh, number one in the state of Ohio. And what's interesting about our team, our team historically over the past four years or so has sold about five to 600 homes a year, but we only have 13 agents on our team. And we 
have always been this listing-based business. Uh, you know, when you have a team where the average team member sells about 40, 45 homes a year, it's hard to do that and scale with being buyer heavy. Um, so I, I say that because I've been in your shoes. I'm still in your shoes. The young team is still alive and well, and we're dealing with the uniqueness of the market that we're currently in and we're evolving and adapting and learning. Um, but I just, I always like to, you know, let the audience know that I'm actually wearing the same shoes that you are, right? I've sold homes, you know, when I was selling, I was selling 110, 120 listings myself. I understand some of the pain points that we deal with in our industry. And although I'm labeled a tech CEO, I'm really just a real estate guy. And I'm fortunate enough to surround myself with really smart tech people that view and observe a lot of the pain points that the young team faces. And that a lot of the other top leaders in the industry, like Greg and others who I've just been a part of these networks with, we've been able to gather feedback and understand what's happening in the business from really firsthand experience. We're working very closely with my team and with our other top teams to say, how can we solve these pain points and problems? So um, I just always like to throw that out there. I'm actually one of us. Um, and you know, I think that's really important to start off. Uh, fellow is interesting. Fellow is focused on it's, you know, it's funny because me and Greg were talking before and we were talking about the coined words seller lead generation, right? And when you tie something to lead generation, it's what we originally set out to do. Um, what it's really evolved and expanded into is this platform that is really focused on lead generation as one component, but it's really seller marketing based. Um, it's data driven. And the whole goal is to help basically teams, individual agents generate more listings. And we found multiple channels where we feel like that really hasn't been utilized in people's businesses. So when it comes to all things seller focused, homeowner focused, listings driven, it really is what fellows umbrella is what we're focused on. I, I think I'm going to kind of go back to one of the things that you started off with. I think that's one of the reasons, Ryan, uh, the fact that you've been in the business and, you, and you've done a, done a lot of business, built a, a really nice team. I think that's one of the reasons why when we talk, um, we we really relate very well because it seems like we start off talking about tech. It really becomes a conversation from agent up to tech versus a lot of tech companies are tech down to agent. And there's a disconnect between the tech language and the agent language. And it's really hard to, to connect that, right? It's like somebody's speaking a Mandarin and someone else is speaking, uh, you know, Spanish and like no one's really getting it to, uh, uh, whatnot. But you, you do speak the same language. And just really quick with that, what's really interesting, because I'm still close to the young team, um, you know, yeah. I own 100% of it. It's, it's my baby, right? And there's, 35 people that are a part of the young team right now that rely on me. And whenever I'm talking to our chief product officer, our chief technical officer, and they're talking about our product roadmap, right? If I don't get excited, I can't just detach emotionally from the young team. It's my baby. It's what I've built over the last 13 years. When we're talking about product roadmap and future, you know, vision of the product and what we're building, if I don't feel some sort of way wearing my young team hat, we immediately are tweaking that vision or the direction we are building, right? So it's like, there. I have to get excited, like, wow, that actually is a major pain point for us right now. That's something we've really struggled with. How quick can we get this built? And it's it's always along that line of like, when I'm like, how quick can we launch this? Because I know this will immediately solve a problem. 
that's when I get really excited about the direction we continue to take our product. So let's talk about problem, um, yeah. not to be negative, but what no. problem did you, your team identify in the industry that inspired you to say, hey, we've got to solve this problem for agents? And yeah. then, of course, uh, there comes fellow. So what problem do you feel like you're solving? So I feel like we're solving a couple problems. The first one is I feel like our industry is lopsided on how we position and build our businesses. Uh, I feel like it's a very buyer heavy business. I feel like if you look at most people's marketing spends or lead generation efforts, it's buyer focused. One of the things that I just find is really interesting is when you get into the business and you really want to start running, the first thing you do is you do open houses to find buyers. You maybe buy Zillow leads or realtor.com leads or digital. These are all what's accessible. The buyer calls you, they reach out, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you get into this trap of like building this buyer-based business. It's the easiest way, right? Um, to me, I think that's a huge problem. I think that that's a, I think it's very hard foundationally to scale when you are building a buyer-based business, unless you're building it with a 10-year mindset of, Eventually, all these buyers are going to become sellers. But from an economic standpoint or financial or profitability standpoint, I think a lot of agents are misguided on how they start their businesses foundationally with a buyer first mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I think the other challenge is a lot of agents that I talk to, the first question I ask them is, how big is your database? And they so proudly, and this is one of the things I loved about when I talked with you, they so proudly say, I got 10,000, 4,000, 40,000, 150,000 contacts in my database. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. How many of those are local homeowners, right? And they like look at me like I'm crazy, right? They're like, well, how would I ever know that? Why? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows who owns homes in their database? It's like, that's a problem, right? Like we, we know how many contacts we have. We have a first name, a last name, a phone number, and an email. But there's no intentionality around where do these people in our databases actually live? Do they own the home that they actually live in? Is that area that they live in part of our serviceable market? And so there's very little intentionality around database strategy, focusing around homeowners. And when you want to really get to having what I would consider as predictable seller lead generation, seller leads are a little more challenging than just buying a buyer lead, right? Seller driving listings is a little bit harder than just holding an open house. It's a lot more transactional. There's a lot more due diligence from the sellers. So when you want to get to predictable seller lead generation, the first place it starts is building this really rich database of homeowners and starting to incubate them and, and build this messaging around them of providing them value. And then ultimately over time, you will start to create a lot of predictability on the listings side of the business. And it's just something that I've been very, it's been very eye-opening to see that's really not there. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember some of those early conversations we had and um, and I, we were talking about the size of our database. And I said, well, listen, I just want you to know all of my database that I'm going to upload, they're all documented property owners. I already yes. know that. There's not going to be one that I load in that's not a documented property owner. Look, I, I've been doing that for a long time. So um, I surely don't want to allude to that that's what you have to have in order for fellow to work good. But because I had been building my business that way for so many years, um, that's when I immediately says, oh my gosh, you, you, you've really got something here. You know, you've, well, you've got something. A hundred percent. And that's, and it's just the opposite. It's the fellow helps the people 
what Fellow really is focused on is converting those buyer leads into seller leads, right? Can you, can and, you tell us how that happens? Yeah. So one of the things that I find is interesting is we get buyer leads. We, you know, like I said, you can turn on buyer leads really quickly. PPC, we can get over inundated. Facebook leads, right? They're low cost, right? They're ways to fill our database, but you're filling it with like, I would consider it like weak soil, you know? So one of the things that we're really passionate about, and I've been doing this with my real estate team for a long time, and we've just provided automation around it. Every buyer lead that you generate, we immediately move into a seller funnel, okay? So you're going to start sending them messaging about, hey, would you like to see homes for sale? And what areas are you looking to buy in? What we do is we also automate a very subtle message that goes out to them and basically says, are you curious what your home is worth? Now, the, the home is worth, the reason why we are really bullish on the home value opportunity to that type of prospect is because it's a very subtle, soft message. It's not invasive. It's focused on them. It's not me selling myself, right? And what we found is we've started to actually pull buyer leads that essentially inquired on looking at a property, we start to pull them into this seller funnel. This is the entry point, right? Of, are you curious what your home's worth to get them into the funnel? And now the goal is essentially once we do so to start working them down the funnel to essentially becoming higher intent. And I think the biggest aha that we've seen with a lot of our clients is I've got all these leads in my database. I've got, I generate 500 buyer leads a month, hundred buyer leads a month, whatever it is. And they start seeing how we start converting those old leads. You know, we get calls from people that are like, I had a lead from 2016, realtor.com, Zillow lead, whatever it is. And they actually just raise their hand and they want to sell their $700,000 property. And I think we, we think just because a buyer lead is just that, right? I think we're afraid to bring some of the messaging around to saying, do you have a home to sell? Are you curious what your home is worth? And so what we're doing is we're basically running that parallel funnel while you're working on all your buyer messaging, selling yourself, you know, learning more about whatever their buyer needs are, discovery, starting to very slowly get them into that top of funnel on the sell side. Let's take a quick break from the conversation. Are you looking to generate more listings, more closings, and gain more free time for yourself? Well, join the most effective group coaching program offered in the industry today, where you'll learn from agents like myself that do 200 plus listings per year, every year. Membership includes sessions to help you master listings, improve buyer conversion, and learn what technology can help you grow your business in today's market. We also talk about virtual assistants and how to use them effectively. All of the sessions are broadcasted live, but also archived so you can watch them at any time. If you're interested, go ahead, visit realestatesalessolutions.com and get ready to grow your business. I'm your coach, Greg Harrelson. Yeah, I, I'll share some of the way I look at it too. Is like you know, in our industry, I think you know, as you know, there's been a lot of predictive analytics. You know, you got SmartZip, there's uh, Offers.com, there's 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 these companies out there, and all the predictive analytics has been around the selling side, the seller, the listing side, trying to predict based on you know an algorithm, uh, their age of their children, divorce, all these uh, the, these different uh, parameters as to what's the probability of somebody selling. But what? But there hasn't been any programs really built around the buyers and predictive an, uh, analytics. Now, I'm not saying that you're necessarily 
making predictions with these buyers, but I do find it fascinating. If I was to put a buyer, like I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, I put up some of my buyers, which by the way, our buyers, a lot of them are transplanting in from another state. All of a sudden we put a buyer into fellow. And next thing you know, like three months later, after the buyers kind of like not showing as much interest, three months later, all of a sudden we get a notification that this one buyer lead, this old buyer lead, actually just uh, inquired about what their property was worth in Connecticut. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, so what does that tell me? That tells me that, hey, maybe they're warming up and getting a little bit more towards the bottom of the funnel as a buyer for Myrtle Beach because they're starting to maybe inquire what they can sell their home for in Connecticut. So I want that, that bit of intelligence to trigger me following up with that buyer. Or what's better is even this is, well, I don't know if this is better or worse, actually, is that same buyer three months later, after I haven't talked to them in a while, now all of a sudden I get a notification or I can see in my dashboard that they just listed their property in Connecticut. Not only can I see that they hit a button and inquired about their value, they actually, because fellows connected to the, the MLSs and pulling in all that data, it's actually matching my contacts with somebody that has listed. So if I've got an old buyer that just listed in Connecticut, you bet I better call that buyer because that yeah. buyer's about ready to come down to Myrtle Beach and buy. And it doesn't matter if you're in a, a Myrtle Beach market where you're dealing with uh, 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 people that live out of the area or whether it's local, it's the same thing. And again, that's one of the things that a problem that I feel like you're solving is because we as agents collect so many leads, we cannot manage them. And therefore, we don't know who to call and when to call. And you're actually kind of giving us that guidance. Yeah. And I think what's so important with what you said is, you know, we have this whole propensity logic uh, built in and it's going to continue to get better and better. Uh, The propensity logic is essentially consumer data, right? We we feel like it's important when you're looking at your list or you're looking at the prospects in your database to say who's been in their home for over X amount of years or who doesn't have a mortgage on their property. So one of the nice things with Fellow is we have you know MLS data, public record data, mortgage data. So you now have this visibility into like, if you want to look at your entire database by people that don't have mortgages on their homes, you can sort your entire database by that or people that have been in their home for over 10 years or have less than a 50% loan to value or have seen double the appreciation since they've been in there or whatever it is, right? But the key is, and where a lot of those other companies, in my opinion, miss the opportunity and they actually now plug nicely into Fellow, Fellow also takes the consumer behavior, right? So we're not just taking consumer data. That's all good and well, but that's still a cold list, although it's predictive, right? Yeah. When you can actually layer behavior on top of it of saying, this person is engaging. They're not only high intent based off of data. Their kids just graduated. They're, they've been in their house 25 years. They just paid their mortgage off, dot, 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 right? They, their house has appreciated more than doubled it since they bought it. But they also are clicking on their dashboard multiple times. And we're seeing an increase in frequency on how they're opening their emails, right? That's where the money is made is in, in, What's nice about it is the money is made because you have to choose, especially teams of our sizes, right? You have a bigger business than I do, but you have so many opportunities sitting in your database. You have to pick and choose where you invest your dollars to market to those people and where you invest your sales effort. And so it's like, 
if I had to look at your entire database and say, who would you rather call? People that have been in their home for seller lead generation, people that have been in their home for a year or less, or people that have been in their home for over 10 years, you're going to say, well, obviously people that have been in their homes over 10 years are more likely to sell. People that have a 3% interest rate or people that have a 6% interest rate, right? People that, and we just keep doing this condition-based, you know, kind of ideology of like, that's where you should be investing your efforts. And that's where we found, you know, there's just so much opportunity sitting in front of us. And then to your point about the real sellers tab that we like to call it, one of the biggest things that I think we did was when we launched Fellow 12 months ago, we were really helping people generate a significant amount of activity in the, the top of funnel, right? People raising their hand saying, I'm curious what my home's worth. Maybe I'd like a professional CMA. So I was getting a lot of feedback from our top users and saying, I love this. This is amazing. I'm resuscitating leads from six years ago. Buyer leads, $10 PPC buyer leads are now, you know, saying they, you know, raising their hand. But when we talk to them, everyone's just saying they're just curious, right? Mm-hmm. And so we said, interesting, you know, let's talk about the scripts you're using. What's your approach to follow up with them? And we, we found that everyone was different. Some people would text them. They'd have an automated text. Some people would call them eight times, 10 days of pain, whatever it is, but there's no consistency in the follow-up. So we said, okay, this is something that I think really no one else is doing. What about if we go below the funnel because we have the MLS data and uh, public record data, and let's actually document and scan that database every single day and scan every single address every day in your database. And let's notify you in real time when any address goes to market, whether with or without you, or sells off market. And I think this is where the the, the the just the light bulb went off for a lot of our clients of like, we're always looking at what's your conversion on PPC leads or what's your conversion on this lead. And what they're looking at is, here's how many leads I generated and here's how many I actually closed, right? I generated 100 leads, I closed three of them, my conversion's 3%. What no one really looks at is, because we don't have the visibility or accessibility to the data is, What's the actual conversion of those leads? I'm not saying your conversion. I'm saying the actual conversion. What's convertible, you know? And now what's happening is they're realizing, wait, the delta between what they're converting to what is actually converting is quite large. And so now we're starting to figure out ways that we can gamify getting a lift from 2% to 3%, 3% to 5%. But the key is awareness. And once once you start seeing how many of these opportunities are actually going to market, without you, all of a sudden, I even the young team, we are changing some of our processes on how we're approaching lead generation because it's just it's just exposed so many of us on how many opportunities are being left on the table. Yeah, you know, I'm doing the same thing, Ryan. I'm I'm um you know one thing I'm not changing is I'm not changing the fact that we take a proactive approach and we go find right um, but this is definitely making it more effective, efficient and effective, you know, just to throw out one that, uh, that you taught me on a, on a recent video that you did was, um, so this is for the audience to kind of get a, a, a visual of what we can do. So I can look in my database right now. Uh, let's just say, because you actually have an expired tab. So you can tell yeah. me, you know, everybody that uh, is in my database that had their property on the market someday in the past, but uh, but it never sold, it expired. So I can see, hey, these people in my this segment of my database is actually had thought about selling at one time because 
I can see every one of them that's been on the market and expired. So then I just simply say, do a filter of all the people in my database that have been and expired, but have uh, clicked on uh, or opened up uh, my email four times or more or clicked three times or more within my email. So what I'm seeing is that, that there'll be one week that I have, you know, a few people that are expired and they're starting to click. And then uh, two weeks later, we do it again. And all of a sudden we see different people that are, that have been expired and starting to click. And then what, and what you, what you brought to our attention was it's like, Hey, look, these people wanted to sell, they failed to sell. And now they're starting to inquire again on their own. That triggers a call. So I don't, with your system, fellow, once, once this gets built out and agents start um, really, really uh, building those databases, I think the fellow agents or agents that are within the fellow platform, I don't think they will ever cold call again. I don't yeah, think they'll, I cold. think cold, there's, 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 no, there's no reason to go cold. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it. So now we warm call. Right. Cold is where you know nothing about this and they person. Know not, and they know nothing about you. And they know remember? nothing about you. So with like, the I opens think and clicks, 100% with the opens and clicks, one of the things that's really important about Fellow is it's completely white labeled and it's completely customizable, right? So we, we provide some parameters of like, here's what we would recommend from a template standpoint. But to Greg's point of if they're opening emails from you, they're seeing your name and your brand, right? On those emails, if they're landing on your dashboard, they're seeing your name, your brand, and your customization of that dashboard. And I, I, I love that. It's like, and it's so true. It's there, there really is no such thing. When you start focusing on filtering your database by people that are interacting with you, you're going to have an expired where, you know, a hundred people are calling them and they're over inundated about, Hey, out of curiosity, I saw your home was off the market. What's your plans? You know, going through their entire script. Yours is. I just wanted to make sure that you're receiving the value that we're providing you. And you already know they are, right? But you're taking an angle of, I've been providing you value. They're all calling to want take something, right? And when you focus on giving and providing value, all of a sudden it becomes attraction, right? And I, I love that because it's so funny when I look at just the young team. And this is why I love what I do because that just kind of lit like a little bit of a, you know, like the light kind of went off on something that we're doing. We're pretty heavy expired based team. Yeah. We leverage the expired tab. And what we found is what's nice. We're getting notified of whether listing appointments or leads that we generated from six months ago, 12 months ago, two years ago that ended up listing with someone else. We lost the opportunity and now it didn't sell. Right. And so that's just such a warmer call or conversation, right? Versus the cold call out of the Vulcans, the Red Xs, whatever it is, of just going on a dialer down the line. And so I love that. There is no such thing as a cold call anymore. No, there shouldn't be. I mean, we we should we should be moving away from that. And I'm a, you know, I'm and I'm surely still, I believe in proactive lead generation. Um, so uh, when I say there should not be a cold call ever again, it doesn't mean that you we won't be working, we won't sure. be calling. You know, um, it just means that the quality of the list of who we're calling is just leveled up to a whole nother level. Conversion should lift. So, you know, a lot of tech, what I don't do is I don't bring them on because uh, they're they're. I I feel and I and I'm very um, unfortunately, I guess I'm very judgmental about it. I have a strong opinion about a lot of things, especially in the real estate space. So maybe outside of real estate, I, I, I take a more passive approach. 
but I don't uh, feature a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tech because I feel like they're selling a magic pill. Why is this sure. not a magic pill? Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing is the I'm I'm not what is the uh, just for men thing or what I'm not only the client I'm the president or something like that. I'm still the user. I'm still the avatar yes. of who we are. You know, so it's like one of those things. Like I still need to solve problems within my own organization, and we are. As soon as you solve a problem, there's a new problem, right? Markets constantly changing, stuff like that. So I think while there are, there have been some products historically that it comes in and it's great, and then all of a sudden it just kind of fizzles out. One yeah. of the things that's really important for us because I'm a user is I don't think in the 13 years I've been doing this, I've never got to a place in my business where I'm like, all right, we're good. Let's just everything's fine. Like not, there's no more problems. There's no more pain points. It's like, we are constantly evolving in the organization, the industry, the, the, the world essentially. And I think because of that, the fellow is always going to work closely with our agents and continue to see how the problems morph and how they, you know, change and how we need to adapt and continue to keep building. And I just don't see with what my experience in the industry has been over the past decade or so, I just don't see us ever getting to a place where it's like, all right, we've made it. We're good. We finally have solved all the problems. I just feel like we, you know, we talked earlier about the DOJ stuff and there's all kinds of things that are completely changing in our industry and we've just scratched the surface. So I'm excited to, although we feel like we've really helped, uh, solve a initial pain point. I think we really are kind of in the first inning of everything we're doing. You know, I've uh, I've seen a few other analytics for some other companies um that more more lead companies sure. uh, where they're selling leads and um and this is something that I actually caught a lot of flack for in some of the social media channels where um you know, I'm a big proponent on on seller leads, generating seller leads online like through methods like what's my home worth. And boy, as soon as you put that into like uh, social media, then you're going to get blasted. All oh, those leads are terrible and right. blah, 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 right? And look, I, I look, I, I understand this, that the majority of them are terrible, but I don't need the majority of them to be great for me to make a boatload of money. That's not, it's, right. it's like, I mean, if I look at a, 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 a Hall of Fame baseball player, I actually feel like when he struck out, when he got out seven times out of 10, I could right. sit and say he's terrible. Right. Seven times he gets out right. out of ten. Only three times does he get on base. I like the, that's all he needed to get to the Hall right. of Fame, right? The reason I bring this up was um, I've done my own testing over the last couple of years, as well as seen two other companies do testing on those type of seller leads. And what we find is about ten percent of them will list in twelve months, which is completely against everyone's comments and beliefs about this. When you opened up, fellow, and you started showing what we were losing, I was like, I was so grateful for that. Because the point is, is the fear of loss tends to be a stronger motivator than the opportunity for gain. And so the industry has been sitting here saying, you need to get seller leads, you need, but that's the opportunity for gain. What you just did is you just showed the real loss and that's getting people motivated. So I I think that was a big move, Ryan. Well, and the funny thing is, and I got to, this is something that I have to work with on my own team. So I have our, what we call our listing partners call it in an hour. 
And sometimes I focus a little bit too much on the things we lost and it turns a little negative, right? It's something that I need to work on as a leader. Just like, yeah, it's like one of those things, like we, we also need to celebrate the wins, you know? And it's like, there's a lot of wins that we've pulled out. We've turned converted five-year-old leads to listings that have ended up driving more opportunities and then they buy and all these things, right? So the funny thing and... Um, it definitely hasn't backfired. It's been probably the biggest movement that we've seen in the industry in the, since we launched it 30 days ago or so. But what is interesting, as soon as we tell people, I want to show you some data that we just launched, right? You have access to it, but let's talk through it. The first thing, they, they all of a sudden like stop listening to me and they start looking at every single opportunity that they lost. And they're like, I'm going to kill this person. He never called this person back. We never followed up with this person. And it's like, wait, 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 let's take a deep breath. Awareness is the first step, right? Like, and, and so it's just funny how our minds and you're so spot on is like, we are so much more, uh, intrigued or gravitate towards the loss, what we've lost, right? We also want to do this to leverage the wins. Like sometimes we lose focus that a listing that we just took was a lead that was created three, four, six years ago, you know? And one of the things that fellow, although it's, we, we, you know, we kind of joke and coin lead generation. One of the funniest things about fellow is there's times where people say these leads suck. And it's like, they're not, we're not selling you new leads. Like they're your leads. We're helping you reconvert these opportunities and create hand raisers and create visibility and awareness and all these things. And I think then they realize like, oh yeah. And then once they see the real sellers, they're like, we suck. Like, you know, and that's the common thing. And, and what I'm just really passionate about is and where we're moving the vision and the direction and expanding and evolving and iterating um, is really on what we have found is the top of funnel is easy, right? We can create as much top of funnel activity as someone wants. To your point about the 10%, well, that means that you essentially, how much time do you want to spend on the 90% versus the 10%? What we're really focused on is the middle of funnel now. And if what I mean by that is if I can help you acknowledge who the 10% are going to be before the 10% is the 10% so that you can focus less time on the 90, right? And focus more time on the 10%. Mm. Now, all of a sudden you have a much better balanced business. You're much more profitable. You know, it's like, it, it, that's where a lot of our focus is going because we're seeing what the conversion is. And I think you're so spot on with, you know, how you're approaching it of like, 10%, if I, if you can guarantee me 10% of the leads we generate are going to turn into listings within 12 months, wildly profitable business. There are very few people in the industry that see that type of conversion. I think so many people focus on the 90% and they forget about the 10% because the 90% almost like, you know, we, we get so engulfed in, into it um, yeah. that it almost has like a stigma on the actual good stuff. Yeah. And um, I think it's just, okay. I think some of us as leaders feel like we finally have data to confirm what we've been coaching. What we did is we get excited about, I told you so, and yeah, I'm, settled down, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm settled, <laughs> settled down now. I'm settling down. I'm settling I'm chilling out and, uh, and, and have switched it from, holy cow, I didn't realize how much opportunity I really have, you know? Yeah. I just pulled up my fellow account and I'm about, I'm, I, it just triggered me again. So I just said I'm getting better, but I'm just getting worse as we're speaking. So <laughs> when I look up real sellers in my account and I go to reports, okay. Now, when I go to reports on real sellers, 
is can you tell me if you if you have it by memory can you tell me what is the time frame that when you give me uh the total opportunities that i lost what was the time frame on that yeah so i'm looking you know? at it's basically since april what's interesting is remember because we're scanning every address we are making an assumption though full disclosure we're making an assumption that the address that you have in your database is accurate to whoever it's attached to okay sure. so when i'm looking at the amount of opportunities in your real sellers since april and you see that 555 number. million dollars worth of volume with full disclosure i have lots of people in fellow so this is not a uh, a thousand uh, size of a thousand database and i'm claiming or fellow has identified that we we lost opportunity was 555 million dollars worth of volume for some of you listening you might say that's an absurd number it's probably not that far off considering you know the operation that that i'm running and what how i'm I'm implementing and integrating with fellow. Well, and here's what's also interesting is, so I just also threw in on the contacts tab under real sellers, uh, you have essentially with without duplicates, 1,405 records. But then some people will say like, well, some of these leads seem like they're coming out of our market. It's like, all right, well, let's identify how many of those leads are in the state of South Carolina, right? And of the 1,405, 1,254 are in your actual serviceable market, right? So it's funny because like, I think a lot of our agents um, give us like anecdotal feedback, right? Like they're all out of our market. It's like, they're all out of our market. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are out of our market. Well, actually only 180 out of the 1,400 were out of our market, which means 1,254 were in our market. And so this allows you to really get much more data, the, the conversations become a lot more data driven. And it's hard for our agents who feel like the home value leads are really low intent. Well, that's interesting. 55 of those home value leads in the past six months have already listed their home. You know, well, the cash offer leads, they just want to cash offer. They don't really want to list their home or you know, whatever it is. Well, that's interesting because I can actually show you the amount of retail people that said they wanted to cash offer. These people didn't sell off market. We have those two. We have that data. And it looks like 8% actually did sell their home off market. But that means 92% did. We're getting outscripted by the, by the consumer. And I think that's probably been the biggest aha for our team. Um, when these real sellers happen, what we've done is we've actually moved our agents into the platform because we want them to have ownership of the opportunities. Originally, our team had a pond mindset of like push everything into the pond. It's first to claim. Um, what was happening was, especially with the real sellers kind of opened our eyes up to it. I would go after we got this retroactive data of saying, look at all these opportunities we lost. And we kind of went through one by one and everyone was like, well, I called them once, you know, and then I called them and I called them, but they never yeah. picked up when there's an actual ownership of it. It's yeah. there's no one to point the finger. And it's what, what we found was. We go through this cadence of let's look at this opportunity. First, let's go into your CRM. Did you follow our process of follow-up, right? And if they did, it's like, okay, good, great job. I can't, if they never answer the phone, if they never respond to a text, I'm going to applaud my team member for following our process. Now we're going to constantly analyze our process and see if that's the most optimized way to reach out with them, right? Then the next piece of it is, did you get them on the phone? All right, you did. Let's listen to the conversation because either you set the appointment or you didn't. 
What we found was we were having conversations with a lot of people and they were saying they were just curious or they didn't want to list until Q1 or smoke screens, right? And so now we can go back and be like, look, here's the opportunity. You never went, you never provided any value in the conversation. You took the, the homeowner's responses. We're just curious is a way off the phone. You hung up within a minute and a half. You said, great, if there's anything we could do, just be in touch, right? There was no close. There was no trial close. There was no providing anything of offering anything of value. So then it's like, all right, now let's segment the people that we actually talked to, but didn't set appointments versus the ones we did. Then the last piece of it is the people that we set appointments on. And what was really eye-opening was we had probably 20 people or so in what we consider consideration, meaning we went on the appointment. We're waiting for them to make a decision, right? Some of these people said they're interviewing other agents or they have to do some things around the house or they don't want to list until spring that already listed their home and my agents didn't have any idea, right? So you can work your way down every one of these real sellers in real time of saying, let's use this as a educational or learning experience, right? Of how do we make sure that we increase conversion based off of where we went wrong in the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I tell you what, I know that there's a lot there for uh, for the for the audience. So I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing. And uh, I look forward to continuing to grow our relationship because I'm I'm really, really uh, in, in this system on a daily basis, uh, trying to understand it better, coming up with our best practices. And I and, uh, definitely want to keep the the, the relationship so we can continue to, to trade. Uh, for those of you, um, you know, that want to check out fellow, I, I'll definitely put a link and, uh, and Ryan gave me a link that has a, a discount attached to it for like the setup fee. I think it's a few hundred dollars off of the setup fee or whatnot. Um, again, I I'll, I'll, I'll put that there as a resource, uh, at the least, I really, I would urge everybody to at least do a demo so you can see. I predict if you do a demo with fellow, I predict that you'll either sign up or you won't. But what I really will predict is this. You're going to learn something about where this industry is moving and in relation to seller leads. And right now with this DOJ, this class action suit, there's a lot of buzz about buyer agents are going out of business. I don't believe that. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's a lot of buzz out there and there's going to be a very fast movement towards people like going after listings a little bit more aggressively. And with that, let me tell you what's going to come next. All these little pop-up so-called tech companies and pop-up so-called coaches is going to to try to sell you a magic pill on how to get listings. Stay away from that stuff. You know, and that's why I'm bringing fellow on is not only because I like fellow and I'm committed to to working with them um, as a user, but I'm also trying to do my best for the industry right now to say, beware. There is going to be a new movement in coaches that are not really that good. And there's going to be a movement in tech that's not really that good. That's going to try to get your dollars as quick as they can because they know everybody's afraid that the buyer side's going to go away. The seller side's going to be where it is. You're going to get taken advantage of. So be careful who you align with. I suggest you at least do a demo on fellow. Any yeah, final thoughts, and- Ryan? Uh, just to your point, look, we're super grateful for 
you and your participation. And it seems like just yesterday we were in Palm Springs and yeah. I was grabbing a coffee at like 6 a.m. And Greg was uh, already in there, probably been in there for an hour or so. We spent maybe an hour and a half, two hours just, you know, talking, strategizing, stuff like that. And so I'm just super grateful for your participation and the way you're approaching this. And, you know, you're a champion user of the product. And so we continue to ask for your feedback and we want the ideas and the the pain points and stuff like that. Um, For the listeners, uh, make sure you attach yourself through Greg. Uh, We have $300 off your onboarding and on our team and business account, a 20% off um, going through through, you know, making sure that you essentially reference him. The reason why this is important to us is Greg continues to be a champion user of ours, and we want to lean on him and uh, all his feedback and how he's leveraging it and using fellow. And the more essentially he's building this community of fellow users, the more we're participating and leaning into providing value to those people um, through Greg, you know, so I just, uh, I just, I can't say thank you enough. Once again, I just, I love working with you guys and it's nice. We are so aligned on the vision of the business and how we approach business. Um, and so it's just refreshing every time we have a conversation. Well, man, thank you. And and thanks for uh, doing this early in the morning. I um, sure. I do appreciate that. All right, everybody. So if you uh, enjoyed this, uh, uh, you know, episode, please, uh, you know, like, subscribe and whatnot, forward it to, to somebody else. If you didn't, please leave a comment on that too. I'm cool with that. You know, I'd love the feedback. So uh, Ryan, I'm sure we'll be, can I, I don't be, I wouldn't be surprised if I text you in the next couple of days, because I'm going to have an idea and I'm like, Ryan, what do you think about this? Thank you, sir.